Good morning. This podcast is brought to you by Olympian Lisa Curry. That's right. She's a gold medal Olympian in swimming. And you can follow her at Lisa Curry. For the comedian Lisa Curry, you can follow her at Olympian Lisa Curry. Is that confusing? Go to Instagram and figure it out for yourself. Um, Welcome to Down by the River. My name is Terrence Hartnett. I'll be your host. Uh, My guest today, of course, is Lisa Curry, a hilarious comedian. Um, And the first thing I saw of her, um, I had never met her before, but the first someone recommended to her on recommended her to me via Instagram. I reached out and said, anybody in Nashville? And uh, someone recommended Lisa, and I looked up her Instagram, and it said Olympian Lisa Curry. And I Googled her to research her, and uh, she shares a name with an Olympian named Lisa Curry. But the comedian's name is on Instagram. Her handle on Instagram is Olympian Lisa Curry, the comedian. That's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen in social media. So shout out to Lisa Curry. Hilarious Hilarious comedian, um, great album. It's called Live for Now, and it was recorded in London, England. Uh, so we talk about all this stuff in the podcast. Um, I just met her in Nashville. She's not a Nashville person. She's an L.A. comedian, and uh, she's just in Nashville for now, not even doing shows, just because she has um, a friend living there. So we met up in her backyard. This is a stranger. Uh, I met her for the first time on the pod, um, so you're going to hear that. Uh, but she was great. It was really easy and fun to talk to Lisa. Um, so also, yeah, right now I'm in uh, I'm in Denver. I'm doing headlining shows. Uh, I guess I just did them. I don't know. I I'm in Denver. Hey, thanks for having me, Denver. Um, uh, shout out if you're if you're still around and I'm in Denver and you're in Denver, like, give me a shout out. Um, heading back to New York through Chicago soon. Um, please rate and review the podcast. Obviously, rate and review or or you know word of mouth you know what i mean put it up on your stories tell someone you like a podcast you know i listen to this interesting podcast this great talented comedian um you don't have to say that exactly but you, you can say something even more um uh, uh effluent uh effluent i don't know um nice anyway uh thank you very much for listening uh, enjoy my conversation with lisa curry take it away Like it's like the comedians are like yeah let's go it's fine no problem like we're recording or not they'll just start talking you know yeah um such so relief but also it's been done comedians talking has been done a lot yeah <laughs> I'll try to make it different no don't worry. see that's I'll the... do something outrageous <laughs> do you need me to like say yeah. slurs or Drop something a, for yes yes, <laughs> yes. anything did what where did Jim Jeffries touch you you know like where <laughs> did oh, we need a hot scoop. Uh, needed this get picked Unfortunately, up. Unfortunately, Jim was super kind, <laughs> so I'm so sorry. God damn it, that Aussie <laughs> bastard! If he could have just thrown me a bone, what an asshole! Yeah, damn it. I, you know what? I could use something to like write a salacious essay about. Yeah. But unfortunately, I just have nothing. It's too bad. It's too bad when that doesn't happen. When, <laughs> how did you get hooked up with them in, in LA somewhere at some point? Yeah. Well, I actually. Um, they were when they were staffing or they were looking for to add one to the staff um uh sarah schaefer who's a good friend of mine oh yeah she, she's great i listened yeah. to nikki and sarah at some point and yeah whatever she's yeah. on something i listened the she's two brilliant. of them separately got me staffed 
Nice. Because when they were hiring, it was in the middle of that like uh, agent and WGA strike. I mean, it was like at the. I was in New York, so I'm not. I was no. I'm not. Oh, there was like this huge thing. It just resolved like a month ago, but there was this thing that went on for I think over a year, where. they were just renegotiating the contract between agents and uh, the writer's guild. Writer's guild. Okay. Because we were getting ripped off. So because of that, packets weren't going out to agents the way they usually do. So when the head writer was looking for somebody, he kind of went out to friends of his and was like, hey, we're looking to add one to the staff. One of those friends being Sarah, who passed the packet information along to me. I turned in the packet, mentioned it offhandedly to Nikki. I was like, oh, yeah, I just submitted a Jim Jeffrey show. And she was like, great. And literally pulled out her phone right in front of me and wrote this, like, amazing, glowing, like, <laughs> four-paragraph <laughs> email recommendation. Um, and I th- I think that helped me get – I mean, look, I think I wrote a good packet. Right. But I think that helped me get the interview. But also, right, you want like, it's nice to know, like, oh, she's a friend of a friend. It's like we run in the same mm-hmm. circles. It's the same – it's, like, so funny. It seems like agents aren't even going to be as important anymore. Are they already not? Because <laughs> yeah. comedy is so social – it's so much like, oh yeah, I know you, or like Facebook mess. I'm Facebook messaging people right. to get stuff. I mean, well, um, it's so much of getting staffed, and I didn't believe this before I was on a staff. Like people would tell me this, and I'm like, no, no, that that can't be right. But like, so much of it is like, are you cool and normal enough that I can stand to be in a room with you? For 50 hours a, a week. A long time. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, are you going to be openly shitting your pants? Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone's funny. Like, everyone can, yes. like, ev- like, there's a thousand funny people, but I need to have coffee with this funny there person might be every day. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Different yeah. standards. Yeah. Depending on the standards. Um, well, yeah, it's the same. It feels like it's the same with, with shows, too, or like with like bar shows and shit, where it's like, yeah, they're, fu- they're funny. Uh, and like, also, we could hang out at the bar. You know, it's like, they're going to come in and yeah. be here for an hour. Um, uh, you need to have. Yeah, you, they're not going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, you got to be a bud. Okay, so were you a good were you a good bud? Were you good hang in the room? So. <laughs> I think that was fun. I kind of, I felt really comfortable right away, but I was also lucky that uh, going into the room, I knew a couple of the other writers, uh, and so I, it it immediately felt like a hang with friends through stand up you, know? you know yeah so there there was a lot of comedians in the room like stand up comedians yeah mostly stand ups um there was a co- yeah i think everybody but two people were stand ups every and the other two were like improvisers cool. sketch people i know it was like it was i didn't ever watch it but it was monologue right that he yeah. he like kind of like did yeah, his take on yeah it was sort shit. of um I mean, it was like in the same basic structure of The Daily Show, um, you know, where there's a monologue and they they had before I came on, they had uh, some correspondent pieces that I wish they had when I was there because oh, I would cool. fucking kill to do that. Man uh, in the street <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. and like you have some wacky yeah. opinion, you know what yeah. I mean? I love those. Oh, I love oh, I yeah. loved the original Daily Show with uh, Craig Kilborn. No, with the, uh, John Stewart. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they also had like, Jim did these really good field pieces that that I really liked. Um, like he did, I think our last two episodes, I can't remember if we, there was a two-parter on like shark finning. And I can't remember if they made it into one or if they kept it split up into two. Um, but like where he went on location with environmentalists and What's talked about like- shark finning? Oh, you remove like the fin? When, yeah, when the people are 
fucking cutting the shark's fins off and throwing them back into the ocean. It's like it kills them. They just want but the, it's like oh no, some kind of delicacy. Listen, they I'm probably I'm definitely gonna misspeak here, but I think <laughs> it's a delicacy in like Japan, like shark fin soup. Um, they don't want the rest of the shark. No. Man, you could make the whole soup. It seems wasteful. I mean, obviously it's wasteful it's and totally cruel. wasteful. It's very cruel. Yeah. But we do Leave sharks alone. We do kill sharks, right? Don't we kill sharks for food anyway? Or like, there's enough. Sh- they're not I endangered, the are they? United States doesn't. Yeah. Um, I think species of d- different different species of shark are endangered. And you're Is a marine biologist, right? right? Yep. Yeah, you're a marine biologist. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's you're really qualified. funny? One of uh, Jim's good friends, who's also a writer on the show, Forrest Shaw, uh, super funny guy. He was a marine biologist before <laughs> he was a comedian. <laughs> It's such a fake job. It's so like it's like architect. Like you never meet one, but everyone in a movie is like, I'm actually a marine biologist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a yes. cupcake baker. Yes. It's exactly. like no one is these jobs. No one has no one's a marine biologist. Yeah, exactly. So many young people want to be marine biologists and it's like how many are they hiring for marine biologists? It's right so now? funny. That's exactly what I wanted to do. And then my niece, really? my niece still wants to do it. I think the thing is like, you know, like growing up outside of Chicago, I would go to the shed aquarium and mm-hmm. you see people training the dolphins and you're like, whatever yes. the fuck I have to do to do this yes. for a living. That's, that's where I want to go. Yes. <laughs> that's the field I want to go into. One of the best dates I've ever did. One of the best dates I ever had was we took a little bit of mushrooms and went to the shed aquarium and just laughed that our asses off. Unbelievable! It was that sounds insane. like the best time I've ever heard of. Fish are so funny. It's so funny. We're doing little voices for every fish. Like this is this fish's vibe, and it was like it was great. We almost forgot to go to the dolphin show. We were having so much fun. We almost didn't go to the dolphin show, which is like. Besides that, you might as well go to pets. Pet First of all, store, a dolphin show on mushrooms sounds yeah, amazing. It was insane. Um, she saw her boss, but that was a. That's how good it was. She saw her boss and was crying laughing. I was like, oh my God, it's my boss. And was crying laughing and couldn't talk to her boss. Like, <laughs> she's like, hi, hi, wild stuff, right? And he was like, yeah, it's Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's literally an otter. I don't understand yeah, what the fucking. It's pretty wild. <laughs> He's got his little daughter. Yeah, it's pretty wild. We're just cracking up at everything. Um, she had a aquarium. I, uh, last January, I went to uh, Disneyland on mushrooms. And I took I took a, a good dose, <laughs> and it was it, it hit me so fast. It was like twenty minutes after I ate them, I was like, oh, "We're in line for a ride." It was like me and my ex and some of his friends, and I was like, "Are we getting smaller?" And everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> I like legitimately thought we were getting smaller, and then I just it's a small wept world after all, all day because I was so overwhelmed. You I wept? was so yeah, but like with happiness. Oh, good, like, yeah. I literally thought I was eight years old again, and it was. <laughs> It was, I mean, I was just running around. I was like, they have all my favorite colors here. And they were like, (laughs) um. (laughs) How did they know? I I love colors. (laughs) That's amazing. Right. It's magical enough. And then you really push it over the edge. Yeah. That's wild. (laughs) So it worked out for you as well? No, nothing Uh, bad? It was the best day of my life. Fantastic. It was absolutely. You know what's funny is this was pre-pandemic because it was like beginning of February or end of January or something. Oh, you got it in under the wire. Perfect. Yeah. And this was when we were still like, oh, it's not coming to the U.S. You know, like. <laughs> it's their problem. Mm, sucks for them. But so, know? I mean, like, I remember someone said, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like SARS or whatever, swine flu. It was like the newspaper made a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone made jokes about it. And then and then it was over and never really came. You, like maybe one person gets it in Houston. Something random. Yeah, because we handled it. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what happened with this one. I'm not I a virologist. We, I think we just shot those people in the street. We were like, <laughs> you have SARS? Goodbye. 
<laughs> Later. <laughs> That's how you end a pandemic, people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is America. Nip it in the butt. <laughs> Don't come here coughing. You're out. You're done. You're yeah. done. If anyone sneezes, I just open fire. <laughs> <laughs> you're done. Welcome to <laughs> welcome do? to the United States. <laughs> oh, you had a joke like that in your album. You had a, a joke about we just shoot them. I just oh yeah, we to just it. shoot people. Um, I don't even remember. I'm sorry. I mean, it's okay. I don't remember it either. If you're it's listening, almost get as my rude album. as. No, listen to it. It's oh, exactly. You yeah. listen to it. It's great. Um, alive for now. Alive for a while. Alive for a, yeah. fuck. Alive for a while. Which is not. Was that a line in the in the act? No. I respect that because um, it's kind of it's like um, those titles where it's in the act. It's kind of fun. It's like when. Someone. I kind of hate it. Yeah, it's like it's like in a movie when they go, "I guess this is a hot tub time machine." <laughs> you know, like they look at the camera. You know what I mean? I hate it. It's a little bit awkward and lame. It's um, the worst. Yeah, but then also the ones, the titles of the titles that aren't in there sometimes are like a little bit too self-important. You know, it'll be like raw. Well, that's Truth Eddie Murphy. Teller. Yeah, like some one <laughs> okay, word. All right. That or and I don't, I don't hate this. It's just not my jam. When somebody does like a, I feel like most comedy albums are a parody of something else. Oh. Like the title is a parody of something else. Yeah, you know. Right, like it'll be like yeah, Diary of a Mad Black Woman or the the yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would do like Diary of a, a Tall White. Man. And I think those are clever. They're fine. It's yeah. just not my vibe. I think That's there's all. something to it. Well, like comedy is so like uh, we we figure out what the bullshit. Like it's like any any artifice. You know what I mean? Any contradiction or, or um, what's the word? Uh, anything where you're being a hypocrite is like laid bare. And so when you have to actually self promote and be like, no, I'm great. Here's my album. It's gonna be awesome. It's like embarrassing. It's always gonna be embarrassing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How did you go? What was the process like? When you, first of all, you recorded it in London. Yeah. So let's talk about it. All right. What you were in London for a couple of months and you decided to record the album there. How did that how did that happen? I went over I did some dates in the UK in 2018. Uh I got into this big festival in in Wales called Macfest. It's like kind of um it's kind of a lead into uh Edinburgh for a the lot Edinburgh of people. Edinburgh right. Okay. Um and so I got into this festival as the first American ever. Um No way. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. It was like in things. In Why were the, you I think that was their ninth year that I was in 2018. First American ever. Yeah. Um And it's a selection. Edinburgh Fringe, I feel like anybody could just go set up shop, right? Yeah. This this um actually was really funny because this the whole reason I found this festival is because I hadn't done many festivals at that point. And I was like, you know what, this year I'm going to just apply to everything and see what I get. And I found this festival just like searching and uh, couldn't find a way to submit. So I emailed and I was like, hey, um, I don't see like a submission form or something. And the producer of the festival emailed me back and he's like, oh, yeah, it's uh, curated. We don't take submissions. Like Whoa. if we like we'll f- we'll find you if you're good. <laughs> Um, but how did you hear about us? <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> how did you hear about them, though? That's crazy. Just, I don't know, just sitting on my couch, Googling, Googling. for hours, going down a, a rabbit hole. When you have the right amount of yeah. coffee and you're like, it's getting done today. Yeah. I and love you, those and days. And it was like I was probably avoiding doing something else, yes. you know? Yep. And uh, so he wrote back and he's like, yeah, thanks so much for your interest, but sorry. But also, how did you hear of us? And I was like, um, the Internet. Also, here's my press kit. Um, if you want to just take a peek. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't. Uh, you know what? Actually, I don't I don't like being told no. 
yeah. when I want something. But especially if like, I don't want you to tell me no without even looking at my stuff. Right. Just look at it. Right. And then if you don't like it, that's, you know what? It's not fine, but it's fine. <laughs> 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 and so then he wrote me back right away and was like, you know, and I love your stuff and we'd love to have you in the festival. Hell yeah. We've never had an American before. I'd love for you to be the first American. And I was like, uh, what? Nice. So I built this in 2018. I built this big run through the UK around that festival. And I played this club in London called Top Secret, which is so fun. It's cool. the most fun uh, comedy club. Um, and I mentioned offhand to the owner when I was there in 2018. I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I want to record an album soon, which isn't something british comedians really do they kind of really yeah they what is crazy to me is they do a new hour every year at edinburgh and then they just keep it moving like people typically don't film their hour they just like perform it wow and here's how it was explained to me and I'll, i'll get back to the album thing but and this made edinburgh make so much sense to me is it's it's not really a comedy festival it's it's a um what's that word i'm looking for one person show no <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah well yeah uh it's a trade show that's what it, that's what oh I was like told. you're you're showing your wares yes and if it's so, good yeah so all the club bookers from you know across the uk go to edinburgh and they watch a bunch of shows and then typically they book out their club in september they'll book it out like you know for months and months and months in advance from whoever they saw and like that's where people get tv deals that's where people get their own radio show like etc etc like oh wow and it's i don't um i'm dying to do edinburgh and i hope to do it next year and i don't this isn't a negative comment on any americans doing it but i think realizing like hearing that and realizing that and like talking to a lot of my British friends and talking to like what their goals are post Edinburgh. I'm like, Oh, it doesn't make that much sense really for Americans to go over there unless they plan to continue to work in the UK. Right. Like if you just want to go there and do hour long shows every night for a month to get stronger. Okay. But also like you're spending a fucking lot of money to do that. Yeah. It's always going to be, I've heard it's like always a loss. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, there are special instances where you can get uh, a club to. There's certain clubs like the Stand over there will. Um, is it the, is it affiliated with our Stand? I don't think so. It I can't think it's be. entirely different. Yeah. Um, they're not multi. Yeah, I don't. They're not an international comedy. I want to say definitely not, but I, I, the only, my only hesitance is I don't like being wrong, and I don't know that for sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, You're spitting off shark facts like it's nothing. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the stand. But, but like certain certain clubs will um, sponsor you, and so they'll say like, we're gonna put you up, and you can stay in our comedy condo, and we're gonna put up your show, and we'll promote it, and it'll be at our venue. Right. And then. Only if it sells out, like, X percentage of the time do you get uh, money back from that. Like, usually gotcha. you – that keeps you from, from operating at a loss. You're just breaking even. It's like a fellowship or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, I mean, that prevents you from, like, going there, <clears throat> going to your own space and, like, flyering all day, right? And then, and then like, yeah. you pass a hat at the end of the show. That sounds awful. And you paid thousands of dollars for an apartment, I've heard. It's really yeah. expensive because – I know someone who dated someone who was living there and everyone rents out their, they leave for the whole month Uh and they go to Barcelona and they rent Mm -hmm. out their apartment and then that rental can like pay for months of their actual rent. There's actually also, this is super fucked up, but there's, I think this just changed like a year ago. 
But it used to be that in Edinburgh, landlords could, and a lot of landlords did, rent out apartments from September through the end of July. And then they're like, get the fuck out in August. August. Because get out. the landlords would take that money. Oh, so it's not a sublet. It's the, wow. Landlords Some, are bastards it's a sublet, everywhere. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every country, they figure out. Always. Everywhere. Screw you over. I mean, considering it's it's pro- it was probably Brits going in there and doing that. I'm just gonna blame it on them for no one, reason. One one more colonization <laughs> of Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Ringing out these poor yeah, yeah. people. So um, oh, so I did. I had that run in 2018. Yep. Mentioned offhand to the owner of Top Secret Comedy Club. I'm like, yeah, I'm you know I'm thinking of recording an album and blah 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 and he was like oh we'd love to host you if you want to do it so that was always kind of sitting in the back of my mind and then when I was planning it I was like I should probably just do it here so it'll be less expensive but it's like the reality is not being famous every every venue that I really wanted was like oh we could put you in the basement on a Tuesday night (laughs) but we're not going to put up a flyer and actually you can't use the electricity and (laughs) Uh, you're going to have to rent a porta potty and also pay us three grand, you know, <laughs> where I was like, I have this fucking great setup in, in London. And I ended up, so I ended up booking the, um, and I, oh, I also went back for the festival. So the festival is the first week of May. You went back for the, another Mac festival? Yeah. Double dipping on the Mac. Uh, Oh, you were invited back. You were curated again. Exactly. Yes, I was invited back. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, the thing is, also with MacFest, is they're like you can. The uh, the producers of that were like, we'd love to have you back. The only caveat is you have to do an entirely new hour. You can't do the same material at all. And I was like, no problem. Oh, so good. So I put together a new hour. Um, did that then switched back to my old hour to go record that at uh at top secret comedy club and also top secret i love it so much this isn't like an advertisement for it but as compared to the deals i was offered in the u.s (laughs) deals i'm gonna put in air quotes (laughs) but they gave me they gave me two shows back to back they gave me all of the door they staffed it so they were like, don't worry about like, you know, getting like even even like I wanted people to sign up on my email list. So I had a little book out and I'm I planned to I was like, well, I guess I'll just be like managing this little situation, this little station on their way out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you say, yeah, yeah I say thanks for coming. Like, you, yeah. And the owner was like, absolutely not. We'll put staff on that. Like we're doing everything for you. So and, and they advertised it, so it, both my shows oversold. Wow! <laughs> Which was so great because like they were like, "Oh, we have our giant mailing list. We'll just tell them about it." And oh, I'm like, great! God, that's so nice. Yeah, I know. That is so nice, and I paid them nothing for it. You that's know, beautiful. like, how about the sound engineering or recording? I um, they had a sound guy, but I brought in an outside sound guy. Um, because their audience wasn't mic'd. So I brought in a guy to like, he, we had six mics. So we had my mic and then five in the audience. Nice. Um, How'd you get a guy in London? You just looked around? Just I, from another comic. Yeah. Another comic recommended him. And that was another thing. He was like, I think he charged me 300 pounds for, for coming out, engineering both shows and doing like, I can't, I'm losing track of who did what because I passed it on to somebody else after that. Somebody else mastered it. But he did like a lot of the engineering and editing and Great. so much work. And you're still in the black from 
getting paid the door, right? It's like that's still like that's just coming yeah. out of your. I mean, I yeah. assume. Yeah, it came out of my door. Um, pay, you're making more than three hundred nice. quid on the door, <laughs> yeah. um, probably. Okay, so I'm curious about the material because uh-huh. you went ahead and did like a joke about Indiana, and yeah. I'm like, oh, Lisa, I don't know if they know about Indiana. Yeah. I, I was nervous for you when you introduced it, and you explained it a little bit, and they went along for it. Yeah, right. Were you nervous there, about that? Um, um, no, because I had already done that over there. You know, I was like, there's a few things I tweaked. The thing I really had to tweak the most was the healthcare references. Because oh yeah. There's a bit. The the friends with benefits thing. Yeah. I initially liken it to, um, if you guys hear my album, um, <laughs> like it, job benefits. Yeah, yeah. The way it's the way that bit started out is I would say like you know that's like if your if your employer offers you and I'm forgetting this is like it's been a couple of years since I performed this so I'm forgetting some of the beats but it's like that's like if your employer offers you, uh, health insurance or some something like. I'll punch you in oh, the face every oh, Friday. I would say, yeah, like, oh, we're, this is going to come with vision and dental, and then I'm going to punch you in the. And then, but nobody was getting like, oh, your employer gives you what healthcare? So right. I like had they to, have, I had to tweak it a little bit. They have nationalized you know? healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did fun riffs up top too about like I'm gonna get a cast while I'm here and uh, just just cause they're yeah. like and they loved it. They loved yeah. it. I could tell they loved like because it was like oh she's here talking to us in England, so she is doing. You know, she's she's not just like reciting her thing. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's in this place and time, and talking to us. Um, but then the Indiana stuff I thought was ballsy. I, mean, I respect it. Um, oh, thank you. I guess you. they know it. I guess they know what Chicago is. There, I accidentally said this on Sirius XM. <laughs> I was like, so a uh, a friend of mine was like interviewing me for my album release on there, and she was like. You know, how are British audiences different than American? And I was like, they're so much smarter. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, Lisa, this is for an American audience. Watch your mouth. (laughs) But truly, if you were like, if you were to say to an American, like something about like Blackburn, England, they'd be like, huh? Yeah. I don't know know what what you're talking about. Or like even Manchester or like Liverpool or whatever, like bigger cities and also england is like the size of this yard it's so it's so (laughs) small compared to the united states so you know it's it's just so silly that they they know so much about us and we don't know as much about them it's part it's it's one of our many privileges mm -hmm. right is they export we're exporting all this culture to them yeah we and which we're able to do because we have our military. So it's like yes. you better pay attention to what we're doing. Yeah, it's like gun to your head. <laughs> You're gonna watch our office. Look at it. Jim and Pam are married. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, they I noticed that they they loved clapping. Oh, they also they clapped for the right stuff. They clapped for like like good story beats would get a huge applause break. Bless you, bless Thank you, bless you. you. Um, and um, but also like yeah, like your best punchlines they would laugh and then they clap and they go you deserve it you get a lot of yeah i really they were um very enthusiastic i think also uh, brits just generally love to be entertained they love to watch live shows we're here i think like the um 
just the culture of watching a live show doesn't exist so much as like trying to find a celebrity, you know, like, <laughs> Oh God. Oh like, man. They're, I mean, they definitely have their own celebrities that they like, but yeah. they're not celeb focused primarily. They're you know? like, this guy puts on a good show. Yeah. They're like, this is great. Year. And they also like, they very much like to go to a work in progress or to go to like some underground thing because they want to discover new talent or feel like they're discovering new talent. Wow. Where I feel like in America, you could be the funniest person in the whole country, but unless you've been vouched for by Comedy Central, yeah. no one here gives a fuck about you. Oh, like yeah. They, like, Americans need to be told, like, hey, no, uh, somebody who's cool thinks this person is cool. Oh, you know? God. That's so true. I think that's like a big, big, big difference. Oh my God. I was just thinking about that. I was like, I don't think I'm going back to New York until I have something to put in the parentheses of, but next to my name. Because <laughs> like you need even like Dead. XM. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Deceased. Right. Convicted of murder. <laughs> yes. Something. Something to draw the eye. Yeah. Because As seen in the no- <laughs> Netflix documentary. <laughs> Van murderer. <laughs> um, so you went back back yeah you went back and recorded it there mm-hmm. um are you gonna go back again you want to go to edinburgh i'm dying to go back year? yeah or not although this year. now that i have a dog i'm like well, when i went in 2019 i went for two months and i was like i mean i was all over europe and stuff i did this huge tour so i wasn't just in england but i'm like i, I'm not, I wouldn't leave for two months now or yeah. i was actually out of la for four months because after that i went to new york for a couple of months but nice. i'm like I just float around all the time. <laughs> I have no allegiance to any place. I don't Good. care. <laughs> Great. I mean, like, yeah, that's 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 fantastic. I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about LA? So, um, you were in. Did you move to LA from Indiana? I did to start stand up. Yeah, I went. Well, oof, I wish. I wish I had that to foresight. be an actress. Yeah, actor. You know it. Went out to be an actor, and then I took a couple of classes, and I was like, "Fuck these people!" <laughs> it's just like, I they are the like, worst. There's a lot of actors that I really respect. Where I'm like, "God damn, you are uh, incredible, incredible." You, th- I mean, there's people that are. Uh, I'm like, I I couldn't pretend to understand what you're doing like or how you're building this character or whatever but there's also a lot of people that are just dumb dumbs that are like yeah. oh my craft and i'm like i get you have to you have to get away from me i'm beautiful why aren't you paying me a million dollars i'm beautiful pay me a million dollars and yes. it's like well you're not trying it's like pay, i'm so beautiful pay me a million dollars yes well but are and you gonna... like i was in the production of such and such thing in my hometown yeah. uh, where i was the star and it's just god it's also like a lot of I mean, here's the thing, I think, with comedy is that comics, even if they take their career seriously, for the most part, don't take themselves seriously. And that's the, I think that's the difference between, like, comics and actors. So, like, I went from pursuing just, like, acting in this big blanket way to, uh, I I studied uh, improv and sketch at the Second City. And then, so I went into that. And then from there into stand-up. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know of Second City when I lived near Chicago. Oh, that's which hilarious. Right. You were in the, the Chicago area. most ridiculous. I mean, I'm also like late to the party on everything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so, that's so surprising. Yeah. Which here's what's even crazier. I like my senior year of high school. I was not there. I was AWOL the entire year. And I would, I had why? a friend that was a year older than me that he, so he graduated a year ahead of me and he worked at the Schubert theater. My friend, Ryan, what's up, Ryan? Um, and 
I would go downtown. I would like ditch school constantly and like go to shows and like like get discount tickets at the Schubert Theater cool. or go to Steppenwolf or what like go to all these <laughs> I went to so many plays and musicals. I never went to the Second City, nor did I even know it existed. That is so weird. It doesn't make you any You were watching sense. SNL or anything? I mean, like... <laughs> I think maybe I was just, like, staying farther on the south side. <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> I also didn't watch SNL. Like, my parents didn't watch SNL. Wow. Like, I-, I watched a lot of In Living Color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is some Gary, Indiana I shit. I watched this is some, some South TV? Side shit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I didn't, like... I don't... We, I also didn't watch a ton of TV growing up because... We were always a one TV household. I was just thinking of this last night. Like, all my friends that are like, oh, growing up I watched this and this and this. And I'm like, did your dad not just walk into the room and turn the TV off and watch what he wanted to? Like, what kind of fucking kingdom were you running as a child? I'm like, they had the bedroom TV. That's, yeah, my dad yeah. would come home from work and he's like, get the fuck out of the living room. I'm yeah. watching football or I'm watching a Western or whatever. I'm and then the we TV were just I like, paid for. I'm not going to watch you yeah, watch. Yeah, we were just. Yeah put out in the yard yeah. like <laughs> go use your imagination there's some grass out there <laughs> <laughs> that's probably good for you that's so funny because like even like i was in chicago for four years and like my aunts and cousins would be like so i bet you're performing at second city a lot and i'm mm-hmm. like well no they do i mean like they knew that but they didn't even know the difference between stand-up comedy and improv you know what i mean i'm like well yeah. they do improv and sketch at stand-up at second city i'm doing stand-up comedy like like jerry seinfeld i didn't even like use an example <laughs> I'm like I'm like one guy talking. I, it's so funny. I have to like say this, but I'm one guy talking. I'm not like with another guy pretending we're on a bus. Like it's like very that's very different. And they do yeah. that at Second City. I mean, I do the open mic at Second City, or I'll do like the stand up shows at Second City once in a while. But I'm not. I don't know. It's so. It so is like, funny too because like doing stand up, like when I first started, when when people would say something complimentary, they'd always be like. Maybe you're going to be on SNL one day. And I'm like, I mean, typically it's not like a thing. I mean, there, yeah, obviously there's been a lot of stand-ups on there, but yeah. it's more of uh, sketch and improv yeah, people. Yeah, they do sketches. They don't, they don't do, you it's know. It's not a stand-up showcase. Anyway, this is a PSA to everyone's aunt. It's like, we're not going to be on SNL. And that doesn't mean we're failures. It's just we're not even going for that uh, that thing, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Anyway, so you did <laughs> the Hollywood Second City, which I didn't know existed. I didn't know that there was a Hollywood oh, Second yeah. City. I thought the Groundlings or whatever the other one. Most people don't know yeah. that Hollywood Second City exists, which uh, isn't good. It isn't good, guys. Put a sign outside or something. I don't like. I remember when I was going, uh, when I was taking classes there. I was working at a restaurant, um, and I would, you know, like I would mention to the customers or whatever, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing sketch at Second City. Like, it, was a, it, was a, it was a restaurant where there was a lot of regulars, okay? It yep. wasn't like, this isn't like I'm a like, Hello. cheesecake factory or yeah. something where I'm just like, so by the way, I do, like, this, these are people you see every And they want to know, you know? What, what's your, th- what's your yeah. real thing? And what's you start your talking passion? and you're like, oh, I'm like, oh, I have, you know, a show at Second City tonight. And they're like, oh, that's here? And I'm like... What? And these were people, this was in, to add context, uh, the restaurant was in Beverly Hills. So I'm waiting on like agents and managers and like all these people in entertainment that did not know that Second City existed. And I was like, this feels not good. And you're hoping this would be a break for you. And here's the industries at your restaurant and they haven't ever heard of the thing you're doing. That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what's that? That sounds foreign. Yeah. Oh (laughs) God. You're commuting to Chicago from here. That's a long way to go for a little (laughs) sketch show. They're like, so is that just like a weekend thing? Jesus. 
Okay, so after, did you get like main stage there? Like, did you do, go through there, the whole I thing? I was on the, um, they, <laughs> they're very animate about the, which it doesn't matter anymore because they're like, they've been bought out and are going under or whatever's happening to Second City. But they were very animate that like, this is Second City Training Center. Like, for whatever reason, the the higher ups wouldn't let it be a proper theater. Okay. Um, I don't know what. I don't know if they thought it was going to diminish Chicago's star or sure. whatever. Um, so, but I, I was on the house improv team for like a year there, okay. which was a lot of fun. Performing in front of audiences. Yeah, so that's like the the peak of what could be achieved there. Gotcha. You did everything you could there, and then you were starting doing stand-up at the same time, or did you start it after? Yeah, I, I started to do stand-up literally just for the street cred, because there was like so many people <laughs> that like... Because there's something really soft about the improv community. I agree. And, you know, it's a very welcoming, safe space, overwhelmingly. And uh, the people at the training center who had done stand-up, like, kind of, they were like, yeah, I I do stand-up. And you're like, whoa. It's like somebody just walked inside, like, smoking a cigarette indoors, you know, where you're like, Whoa, you're from the streets. You didn't stand up. Like, yeah, I'm in a fight club on the weekends. <laughs> it's not actually my yeah. thing. Yeah, and so, like, I literally just was like, I'm going to try stand up just to be like, I'm fucking tough shit. And the- they all want, <laughs> but all improvisers, they go like, they either say, um, I want to do stand up, or they go, I did stand up once or twice. Like, they all have, people, it seems to be like a thing. People love to, this is a huge pet peeve of mine, and this is just like a sub. I want to say subtweet, but this isn't a tweet. This is me speaking into a microphone. There's a lot of people who did stand up like six times five years ago, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, I just don't do stand up anymore." I'm like, "You never did, though. Yep. You really never did. Yep. I don't know what you're talking about. That's an insane and people, but they like talk about it like they've done time, you know. Yep. And I'm like, absolutely, fuck off. I can see your eyes. Then your your soul's not broken. I know that you're not. From the world, yeah. There's like a oh, there's like a bunch of people who will talk like that, and then I'm like, hey, did so and so, so and so used to do stand up? I didn't know, and no one's ever heard of them doing stand up or seen them on a show or like it's okay, guys. Right, you do a thousand times. You do it one thousand times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even friends of mine, like I have a friend who we beef all the time, and God bless if he hears this. Sorry, um, I won't (laughs) name you. Uh, but he used to do stand up a decent amount and like now we'll do it like once a year and I'm like, you're not a stand up. And he's like, y- you don't decide that. And I'm like, I do. I'm the arbiter of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, even, I had another friend of mine that was like, she told me cause I was like, ah, oh, so-and-so is not really a comic. And she's like, Lisa, just cause you think somebody's not funny doesn't mean they're not a comic. I'm like, sure it does. Yes, it does. It's I'm, all about who you know. I'm like, it's literally you and I in this conversation. I'm not writing a piece for Salon. Like, this <laughs> is, I've decided they're not a stand-up. This is a private conversation. That's fine. <laughs> I don't, what is the problem? Right. I mean, it's like, <laughs> if you were a stand-up, you would do stand-up. You would be doing stand-up. It's yeah. like, And uh, you would be moderate at it. You would do, so, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I, it started, I bet it went well for you. I'm sure it went well. You got great jokes. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I was so scared the first couple of years, so I didn't really, I didn't really get after it. I I think I was also like, this can't, it took me a while to see how it could be a career. Yeah. I think that that was, 
you know, when you're first starting out as a creative, it's so terrifying because you're like, all right, well, I see Jerry Seinfeld and I see like you don't see all the people in between that are making a living. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that are fucking happy. No one's ever heard of, but they're full time comedians who a lot of people have heard of. That's me. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm teasing. Uh, I just dramatically looked to camera for anyone listening. <laughs> a lot of people have heard of. Who mm, many people in Wales know of. Uh, <laughs> Ask the Macs people. Mac and such. Um, yeah, but I, I think like, especially like, I come from a very blue collar family. So I'm like, I understand how building things with your hands translates to income. I understand how showing up somewhere and clocking in translates to income. I could not grasp. And still, there's still sometimes where I'm like, what? You mean if I build a pitch deck, if I write a bunch of words on paper, maybe I could sell it for tens of thousands of dollars? That doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, it just sounds, especially because, like, like, my dad and all my <clears throat> dad's side of the family are all iron workers. So I'm like, I mean, they make, like two grand a week building bridges i'm like and you're telling me i could get one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for some words on paper (laughs) that doesn't make any sense that's insane (laughs) it's paper paper's not it's It's words i'm saying yeah we recycle it for christ's sake (laughs) (laughs) so what was it how did when did it click how did it when did it turn i think just being around people who were starting to get things and watching people's trajectories like i really had to witness it for myself to yeah. understand that you right know? someone from the mics is now writing for fallon isn't that weird like it's so weird yeah i remember like early on uh a friend of mine she, she started stand-up around the same time as me and is <laughs> extremely successful now extremely um who is it uh vanessa ramos she's she just signed like an overall deal with universal i think um i believe uh we're not close but we're but i like her a lot and and uh we were in the like she was at io the same time i was over at io and um io west yeah and then she she noticed the opportunity with Twitter and she just started writing jokes like crazy on Twitter when I was still writing like, can't believe it's Wednesday or whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> just watch the X games, like just stupid, stupid shit. <laughs> and she was writing jokes on there and then got a job from that. And then it just snowballed and, and, and she's great. But I think that that was one of the first examples of like, Oh fuck you can get paid for like this this does lead to that yeah 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 you know okay. this isn't like in and also i think you know like growing up in the midwest in like a really blue collar area a lot of you know like it's all working class people you you either go into a trade or you go to college and then you get a job from college so doing neither doesn't seem like you I, like it just seems impossible to build a career from right. nothing from thin air yeah but, but that's what we're all do doing yeah, so if you're do sitting if you're <clears throat> listening and you're like i don't know how to do it you just start doing it you just start doing it and like it it will start where like you're working your shitty day job and you're gonna work your shitty day job for a long time i'm so sorry uh that's just <laughs> how it works 
Um, and you're working your shitty day job. And at first it feels like a hobby. Like where you're like, oh, this is, here's this thing that I do at night. Or here's this thing that I do a few times a week. Right. And then you just build momentum. And being out in the community, you get more opportunities because people see you and you're at the front of their mind. And so they're like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm shooting a sketch this weekend. I need a blonde lady. Do you want to jump in? And things just start to snowball. Right. Because you're around. Because you're putting your face yeah. out there. You're there. And then at some point, you kind of turn a corner and you realize like oh this is the focus this is my main focus of every day all day and your shitty day job starts to feel like just this awful hobby (laughs) (laughs) why do i keep coming to this restaurant truly why and then that's that's where i was in 2019 before i recorded my album before i went overseas i was like i kept getting super close to things and then not getting them and i was like i can't I can't come to this restaurant anymore. I, I'm going to fucking murder somebody. Yeah. And so I just booked this whole tour with no money, by the way. I don't I don't know how I pulled this off. Like, yeah, you went to fucking Europe. Mm-hmm. And you did you break even? Did you make money? <laughs> I, I ended up losing money only because, I mean, I was over there for two months. I, I should have made money. But then I would do shit like I had a show in Glasgow and uh, Glasgow, Glasgow. Glasgow, however you want to listen. I don't, I'm not the arbiter of how we pronounce that. Certainly not. Uh, (laughs) I had a show there and like, it just so happened that I met up with a couple of friends there and we had this crazy dinner and I spent like $120 on a steak. Like, so it's like. (laughs) Right. Vacation (laughs) is bleeding into your tour. Yeah. You're in Europe. So it's like, if I was, if I wasn't so incredibly irresponsible with money on that tour i would have made money um but i was and i also spent like at the last minute i booked um a show performing for the troops in jordan and the guy who booked me on the show booked my ticket and booked me so i had just enough time to go to the show and then get back to london right and i was like fuck that i want to see Amon. so i spent like some like 500 dollars or something i spent more than i made on that show right to adjust my plane ticket so that I could see Amon for the day. But it's like, who gives a fuck? I was in Jordan. I saw Amon for a day. It was amazing. Right. You're there. Right. Well, it's like, right. If you had done a two-month tour of Europe, you would have been down a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like it subsidized your travel. Yeah. Which is, that's the way to do it. I mean, like... I can't imagine, like, people doing, I'm never going to just go on vacation again, I don't think. Like, Christ just go no. and travel. Like, who the hell am I? Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> um, but I'd love to do something like this, like the, yeah, like Europe yeah. and fucking It was, it, you know, I started planning it in, I left, I think, May 1st, I left the U.S. I started planning it in, like, January, and it was... Aside from like other things I was doing, like writing packets or like working on other other projects, it it was like its own part time job. Yeah. Because it would be like, you know, I'd get home from work and send all these booking emails, and like the next morning wake up early before work and check emails and like lock some dates in, and then you know, go do my shit. It was like nonstop planning. Yeah. Right. And trying to figure out where you're going to be, where you're going to yeah. stay. You just like stay in hotels. Yeah. I mean, well, in London, um, I stay with my friend Christine in London, who, uh, shout out to my friend Christine Rose. She's a incredible comedy writer. Uh, nice. She writes for Mock the Week. She writes for Jimmy Carr, like all these amazing 
things. How'd you uh, meet her? Yeah. Through the festival? Uh, well, you... I met her through uh, an, a mutual friend of ours. Nice. That I'd worked with her before. Um, so I mostly stayed at her house. I stayed at my friend Maria Shahada's house for a little bit. Um, and like comics help you out and put you up. I mean, I had hotels here and there, but it was like, it was a combination of like staying with other comics and hotels. That's how you um, do it. Yeah. Airbnbs. Yeah. Just all over, all over the place. Whatever worked for the moment and for, you know, um, wherever I was at. Yeah. Well, oh, so we're in Nashville now. We haven't mm-hmm. addressed that yet. We're in oh, yeah. Nashville. When did you come here again? couple weeks ago okay. a week and a half ago okay this is Something very like temporary yeah, yeah okay yeah i'm um um staying at a friend's place here and i i just popped down um i mean i hadn't seen my friend in years and he has this nice big fenced in backyard and gorgeous um it's beautiful and i wanted somewhere for my dog to run loose and there's an extra room for me so um and now he's gone he's uh working in georgia now um the country so georgia or atlanta <laughs> No, Atlanta. Atlanta. Or n- not Atlanta. Some some he's working on some uh reality show about this like real hillbilly family. So wherever that is, I don't know. It's not it de- it's definitely not Atlanta. It's like the some swamp. people with like 14 kids yeah. or something. Yeah, he's working in a swamp. Uh, he's living in a shanty on a swamp. Um and so I'm I'm very lucky I got to stay at his place and I'm here for another like probably week and a half and then I'm going back up to Bloomington and staying oh, with family. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You're going to Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. Okay. You could do comedy there too. I could, yeah. Um, so you haven't been back. You haven't been back doing comedy yet. I have not done live comedy. I've live done comedy. some Zoom shows, which um, I don't love. No I'm one gla- loves I'm it. thankful to have that available to me at this time. <laughs> You're trying not to jinx uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, would love to never do another goddamn Zoom show for the rest of my life. Do it they even like it? I feel like the people don't, don't even like it when they're watching it. I'm like... I don't... It's fun. It always seems sad. Yeah. Like, sometimes people tune in and, like, just the lighting in their places... It's, it, they look like they've been kidnapped or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. Are you okay? And I'm like, I just want to come over there and hug you. Like, you should... I want you to be out in the world. Everyone's you know? so alone. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I've done I've done some of those. I have not done uh, live shows yet, just because I wasn't fully vaccinated and I was waiting to get fully vaccinated and like you know feel reasonably safe and feel more important to me than feeling safe is uh, feeling like I'm not part of the problem. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so I've I've really I've tried to hang back, but now I'm like. You're vaccinated. All right. I've waited over a year. Yeah. This is, oh, I've God. I've done my fucking part. Thank yeah. you so much. And when I get back to LA, I plan to do a lot of local shows safely. 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 Well, I'm not, I'm still not going to go crazy. It's so funny. Because I don't trust everyone. It's so cultural. Like I'm talking to you, like I was in Austin and like, mm-hmm. they're not even really talking about it. They don't even really talk no, about it. It doesn't, it, um, if you go downtown Nashville, it doesn't exist. Exactly. Here, yeah. here is the same way. Um, so it's so nice to hear someone who's like, I'm concerned about... The virus. Um, it's hilarious. It's also, I mean, to, I think people on my side do uh, our argument a disservice when they're like, don't ever leave your house. Get delivery for everything. It's right. like, okay, well, that's not, like, I see a lot of people that are, um, we'll say well off or they're comfortable financially. Yeah. yeah. And they're preaching to everyone else, like, I've never, I haven't left my house physically in a year. I get delivery for everything. I'm like, 
if I got delivery for everything, I would have to take out a loan from the <laughs> bank. <laughs> Do you know how fast that adds up? Having everything delivered? That adds up a lot. Also, like, I, well, then there goes your moral argument about Amazon because they're the ones with the free delivery oh, and the man, convenience and the whatever. Yeah. So I, I think that, I think also we're not doing ourselves any favor saying like, well, it's a big deal. It's just a ma- It's not a big deal. It's not uncomfortable. Like, yeah, it is uncomfortable and it sucks and it's not fun. All of this is not fun. Also, it's necessary. Yeah, it's wild. So, yeah. It, it, but two, two things can be true. It can be not fun and necessary. Like, it's not fun wearing a seatbelt. It's not fun... Uh, that's you know, a good like one. I would love to drive around, like ride around in the back of a pickup truck drinking a beer, you know, and that's not safe. <laughs> These are things that are not safe. <laughs> so we're not doing them. So um, we're not doing them are, until we I get back to Indiana. <laughs> we are so close. Yeah, in Indiana, it's like you can smoke a cigarette inside and you always have been allowed to. It's wild. You could smoke a cigarette inside there. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking Indiana. Um, yeah, it's almost over. We're right there. We are right there. How have you? How are you enjoying Nashville? What have you been doing while you're here? Um, I think Nashville is insanely charming and cute. I yeah. really like it a lot. Um, I've mostly been going on long walks. Like you, most days, I'll take like a two-hour walk and just wander around and take pictures of people's houses. <laughs> Great photos. Yeah. I just saw the oh, stories yesterday. Yeah, really fun thanks. to go through. Yeah. Um, I've I had been doing, and I put it on hold because I had some. I had like a tooth emergency and whatever. But uh, a tooth emergency. I, yeah. I have. Um, my tooth might be falling out of my head. We're waiting to find out. Uh, oh God. But my um. So I, You've got I great teeth. Saying, I'm looking oh, at them now. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. There's one that hurts a lot right now, <laughs> and we're trying to figure out what's going on. It's not on. in the front. The front, yeah. they look good. None of them are dead or falling out. It's, uh, yeah, it's half my face feels like uh, there's a saw going through it right now. Whoa. But whatever. Yeah, Whoa. It's, uh, it's intense. I have a den- I have an endodontist appointment Thursday, so we'll find What's out. What's an endodontist? Uh, the, they're the people that do root canals. Okay. I have I take very good care of my teeth, but just like it's just genetic. I've had like one million root canals because my teeth are just Damn. garbage. You've um, already had a bunch of root canals. Oh yeah, I think I've had like a <laughs> dozen. No, so many. You get the punch card. I got one for free. Yeah. And I've you know what? There. I hate them. I hate them so much. Well, Last it's like time, it's a metaphor. It's like it's uh-huh. a it's people use it as like a. Uh-huh. It's like I'm gonna see my in-laws. I better have a fucking root canal. People you say it. You wouldn't. <laughs> I'd rather be hit in the head. <laughs> Twelve times. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I'm surprised <laughs> that there are more root canals than you have. Teeth. Oh, I well, guess it's like I think pretty much all of my back two, four, eight teeth. I think almost every one of them has had at least one root canal, and some of them have had it redone. So ah, this, damn. we're waiting to find out if I need the root canal redone or if I need the whole tooth removed. Because my dentist thinks I fractured the root somehow, which I'm like, I don't eat rocks. Like the crunchiest <laughs> thing I eat is a fucking almond. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Damn. I don't understand. It is genetic. I'm so it must be mad. genetic. Yeah. It's so it's like I don't eat candy, I don't drink soda, like I have very little sugar. I Right, you got a stevia a, in yeah. the coffee. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's I'm terrible. angry about it. Wait, so that's gonna affect your plans, you're saying? Yeah, because I'm seeing an endodontist here Thursday, and then I'm supposed to be here for one more week, but I'm like, I don't know when I'll be back in for treatment, whenever that will be. And God forbid, if I have to have a tooth pulled, then like there's going to be a whole situation with that. 
Um, but the, uh, I'm supposed to go back up to, or I am going back up to Bloomington from here, uh, which is my, I, my cousin Jen lives up there and I was staying with her and her husband and adorable children in December and January. And then again at the beginning of March. And then I'm planning to go back up there for a few weeks. Oh, wow. Um, and then back to LA. So, okay. So you've been around. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to go back to Bloomington because my dog's spay appointment is up there okay. at the end of May. So it's like, it's a whole trying to see doctors for yourself and or your dog yeah. when you're on the road is, um, when you're like m- moving around is, uh, kind of impossible. Although I'm very, I'm very, 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 very grateful to have health insurance right now, but holy Christ, it is through the writer's guild. Yeah. Nice. Well, it was supposed to end. My health insurance was supposed to end at the end of March and then because of the American Rescue Plan bill, uh, it started back up in April. So I got free health insurance for six months. Shout baby. out. Yeah. Shout out. The government yeah. really, I love our government. We're doing <laughs> That's great. That's one thing I always say. Yeah. USA. <laughs> I mean, like, they've never had such a direct impact on my life. And now they're like, this is the most, yeah, this is subsidizing the most my podcast. I've, yeah. I've ever had, which yeah. is nice. But it's also like, there's so many people that are like, oh, people are living on unemployment and they should, like, God forbid I feel joy for 10 fucking minutes, you assholes. I know. You know, it's like, you know what? If people are making more on unemployment than they're making at your place of business, you need to shut your business down, sir, because it sucks. You should be paying Fuck people more. you. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's so crazy how ripe we are for socialism, it feels like, um, at a time like this. I mean, also, I, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm making too much money. Frankly, I'm making too much. Or I was making too much when I was getting $600 extra a week and I was living at my parents' house. I was just every Wednesday just like see that bank account just go up and I'm, I'm just eating dinner that they're buying. You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah. I'm not spending shit. Um, but I'm like, what if I had a kid or if I had two kids or you know, like if, yeah. I, if I was in an actual situation like someone who's 30, theoretically, you know, should have a life that's worth subsidizing. But... Um, you know, luckily or whatever, I'm a comedian who's unemployed. But like, I think it's a good policy. I well, stand it also by like it. gives you this time to, like, you can fucking breathe for a little while and work on things that in will make you more money in the long run. You know, instead yeah. of like just scrambling and scraping by. You know, it's yeah. that's not. It's so fucking hard. Well, it's like, yeah, they, I mean, it's, that's what, it's great. The government can, it's like you're investing in the people, like, right, instead of taking whatever job will have you, or, you know, instead of doing crime, which is like, that's what people do when they're, people don't want to do crime, but when they're, like, you know, shit out of luck and they need to pay I rent. I want to do crimes, though. You got to do crimes. You want to yeah. do some crimes, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's crimes I do almost every day. Yeah. But I, I maintain illegal. the, the American dream is to get away with a <laughs> felony. That's, that's what the actual <laughs> American dream is. It's not a house and two kids. <laughs> <laughs> to get away with a felony, have a great lawyer, and uh, yeah, to, oh man, to get caught and walk would be great. I mean, also just get it. No yeah. one knows it'd be great, but like, um, my dad's a lawyer, and I've always wanted to, to like to like you know do the thing where the lawyer walks in and then the cops just have to let you go on some technicality or whatever. They didn't read you your rights or whatever. That's always a fantasy. Like, you outsmart them. That just feels very American. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that movie Catch Me If You Can. I'm like that dude lived the american dream thoroughly well that's like that thoroughly. is like that is what like being a comedian is that like he just walks into a classroom and he's like i'm the teacher and then they all believe him because he's confident yeah or he flies a plane you know it's like it's basically like yeah we i walk into a comedy club and i go 
give me 20 minutes of uh, everyone's time. I they'll be happy. And they're like, "Okay, he says he can <laughs> do this." And then I, you know, and then some, most of the time, some of the times I like, you know, follow through on the promise and uh they're like, "Well, we got away with it again." You know, like yeah. I feel like I got away with it every time. I'm like, "Who got away with it again?" Every time whenever somebody pays me for comedy, I'm like, "This is man, you got hosed." <laughs> <laughs> Are you joking? You just I gave was, me money for that? Oh, that's for free. <laughs> the payment's the attention. Yeah, I love. I want the attention. That's the real paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, uh, let's see. What did we not? Okay, you're in that. I thought it's funny because I didn't. I didn't. I was like looking into you. I researched. I didn't know. I thought. I assumed you were in Nashville because of Zanies. It's like some people just came here. This is one of the yeah. like Austin, Nashville places that are still kind of doing comedy. Yeah. Some people have relocated so you are still um all in on la even though you already said all the things yeah. that people who do comedy in la say which is that actors are doing comedy and mm. uh diluting the comedy pool or like you know what i mean like <laughs> they're ruining it by kind of like trying comedy even though they don't care about comedy yeah kind of people ask me about that sometimes they go like what are you trying to be an actor and i go no i like comedy and they um they're just like typecasting because i've got a square head and they think that i'm like trying to get on oh, a yeah. so- soap opera or like something actor-y. Mm-hmm. yeah um, but they're just, um, I'm reading Norm McDonald's, Norm McDonald's book right now. And, um, he talks about like one of the writers on SNL would, uh, just call an actor face like as a, <laughs> as a like, like, like they're not comedians or like, like it'll be like some guy coming on and he goes, Hey, uh, face doesn't like this line. He doesn't want to say f- this thing. So we have to change <laughs> the line for face, um, which is such a great like jab at like, you're just a face. That's really funny. But LA still appeals to you. Um, I, uh, am going back to LA in June. I, I really like LA a lot. I like a lot of it. Listen, there's a lot to be upset about (laughs) out there. Uh, but I do like the little niche I've made for myself. Um, I think people not being very forthright is, um, frustrating. People kind of, um, Nobody wants to, everyone's, it's not a politeness thing. People are like, oh, people are just overly polite there. No, 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 It's not a politeness thing. When when people tell you uh, they like your thing when they don't like your thing, it's not because they're not trying to hurt your feelings. Yeah. It's because they're scared that you are actually the next thing, the next it person, and that they haven't picked up on it. And yeah. so they're like, I'm just going to put my chips on literally fucking everything, but I'm going to put one chip on every single thing. And then like a bunch of chips on this thing that, yeah. uh, so-and-so has already said is good, you know? So that's, that's what's going on. It's not cause they're fucking nice. <laughs> they're rotten. <laughs> they're corrupt. They're, and I, I wish if somebody didn't like your thing, I wish they'd say, Hey, this is, I don't like this, or this isn't for me. Like there's, there's also polite ways to say that you right. can also be like, I, I don't like that your head is square. I, that's not a polite way to say that. I know. I don't. I have nothing wrong with your head. Thank uh, you. <laughs> but like, I think that you could say like, "Hey, Lisa, super not into the darker comedy vibe. Um, right. I don't like sociopolitical stuff." Right. So we'll go with somebody else. Yeah, and it's no like, problem. okay, great, no yeah. problem, because that doesn't say anything about either of us. That's just not your jam. I love and that's a no. Fine. Yeah. Sometimes it's like it's like I'll I message someone or I'll, you know like an email gets ignored and I go I don't know if it was did they not like me did they not even look at it whatever like you're saying like at least look at it and tell me what you think you know what I mean like yeah. give me a fair shake. Um, 
Yeah, but, so th- uh, that part of LA I don't love. I am secretly, well, I guess not secretly because I'm saying this into a microphone, secretly uh, trying to put more roots down in the UK because I think if uh, so another right wing psycho comes is in office in 2024 uh, I don't think I can stay here and wow. so I've been actively looking for more opportunities overseas how would that work um, legally like um, visa wise it's a bitch it's a real yeah. bitch uh, my friend Maria is over there and once you get married yeah yeah, I'm, which I'm open to, by the way, whomever. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I truly don't care. Um, I just want to get out of here. I don't want to, like, you know, like, worry if I go into the grocery store, am I going to be, like, part of a shooting or whatever. Every day. Yeah, I, uh, that's really the part that's driving me, where I'm like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because that's cuckoo, and um, uh, it's not it's not a way for people to live. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's very much a way for people to die. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just not. The parties are kind of over in America. Yeah, and it's it's also like if you live around London, you could take a forty dollar plane ride to Germany. You know. <sighs> yeah. And granted, that's on Ryanair, and we don't know how safe that is. Uh, <laughs> Spirit of Europe. But, yeah, but it's like. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, I. I see a lot of advantages to living elsewhere. Nice. Um, and you know, I know it's different living somewhere than traveling there. But I. I've spent a fucking lot of time over there. And oh, leg- uh, Back to your question of legally, it's very expensive. I think it's like six grand a year or something like that to maintain your visa. Okay, but you um, can just pay them off. You don't need to like. Like, I don't know if you come from Canada, you have to, like, prove that you're an extraordinary citizen that's adding value to the United States economy or something, like, crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know how you get Oops. citizenship over there. It's, okay. it, it seems also to be very hard. I know there's some places, like, look, look, I've I've been looking into getting a passport from another country, and Germany is straight up like, we don't care if you marry somebody. We don't care if you live here for 100 years. You're not fucking German unless <laughs> you were born here. Sorry. Like... <laughs> There is absolutely no path to citizenship there. It seems like, like it's just like not. I mean, I don't know from from my cursory uh, looking. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I am actively looking into having an escape plan. Would your parents be upset? I don't care. Nice. Um, I don't know. That. I mean, I don't mean to be like dismissive of your. Can I question. take that attitude? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I borrow that? I um. Yeah, they're in Tampa, or just outside of Tampa, which... Uh, oh, they moved? Is not... Yeah. Yeah, they moved. They're crazy people. Well, one of... My mom moved down there. She just kind of left everything and went down to Tampa and started a new life. And then uh, my dad did the same thing years later. They divorced in the midst of that and then Whoa, eloped. Whoa, they're not together, they're, but they're both in Tampa? They're n- No, they're together now. They live together now. My mom went down there on vacation and just didn't go back to Indiana. Um, that's... <laughs> This is how, and this is when people are like, you just kind of float all over. I'm like, yeah, I think it's just in my blood. That's what my family does. And then my parents got a divorce. They were divorced for like 13 years. And then um, one time I went back to Indiana and I went to go visit my dad and he was not there. And it turns out that he had gotten his car and driven down to Florida and just eloped with my mom. Eloped. (laughs) Re-eloped. That's an amazing story, Lisa. Whoa. Yeah, and now they uh, live together in some little place outside of Tampa, and they're they're fine. But I don't I don't have any 
attachments. I sure as shit don't care about Tampa. I mean, yeah, I didn't right. grow up there. I don't have any roots there. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't care. And also, it's like a $600 plane ticket round trip from, or well, last time I went, uh, it was $600 round trip from LA to London. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that's a chunk of money, but that's also like less than it costs to fly to Chicago for Christmas. So yeah, it's right. like, no problem. Not, yeah, there's flights. We're also not visiting each other. Like, my parents have never been out to visit me in LA. Oh, sorry. You know, like, okay. we're not, we're not those, we're not like a family kind of family. <laughs> <laughs> We're more like primally a family, you know? Um, Technically, yeah. yeah. Biologically. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, they, okay. You would go to, oh, yeah. Would you do a one-woman, because like a one-woman show, would you change your stand-up? Would you make it more thematic? Because they like that, right? They want that. That's the Edinburgh shows. They're one-woman shows. They have a theme and they have a... Title. I think I like when things are them. They they also very much <coughs> appreciate and enjoy uh, American style comedy. So yeah. I think I would like to keep an American vibe, but make it slightly thematic. I don't think it would be like here's my show about this moment of my life. Yeah. So much as I would be like here's uh, all of my. All of my material that's going into my new hour so far kind of has a light through line of me being a hypocrite. Cool. Um, yeah. And so, but it's not like, here's all the instances in which I was a hypocrite. It's the, the bits are contradictory in themselves. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm like, I, so again, lightly thematic, but not. They um, do the same thing too. They'll slap on a theme, right? They like they 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 write an hour of jokes and they go, eh, "I guess this is all about childhood." And they and they say like, yeah. "The childhood in Manchester," you know, yeah. like, or whatever. And it's <laughs> yeah. like you just thought of, a, I mean, you know, it's like you yeah, can write yeah, a play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's a collection of speeches. Um, so you would cater to them, but they are also they know what Amer- American stand up is. Yeah, they really enjoy, it. and I think that they like a lot of people overseas. Uh, aspire to be more like American comedy. Nice. They're, uh, I mean, because we invented stand-up. Right. You know, uh, yeah. and police brutality. <laughs> um, did we? I don't know. That's not, I don't know if that's true. I think we true. did. It I've, feels I've, true. I've been reading a it lot of Instagram true. posts, yeah. Um, yeah, we invented a lot of things. The hot dog, no, we didn't invent that either. Um, <laughs> Jazz. Damn, it's almost as if we just stole everything. Hmm. Jazz. Stand-up comedy uh, <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, is ours, yeah, though. That's comedy what's so jazz, great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> stand-up comedy, jazz, everything else is, yeah, appropriated. Um, uh, but yeah, they really, they really do enjoy it, so they appreciate it, and that's fun. So that's in the... Nice immediate short term Mm -hmm. you're looking to maybe get a writing job or jump ship in the in the immediate short term being like the next year next couple of years i guess next couple of years um i want to be staffed again immediately tomorrow if possible (laughs) she's available um i want to record another hour i don't know where i'll do that and um and i would like to sell a show fuck yeah and then you know, I think I'm I'm thinking of everything I'm thinking of everything like a four year plan, like 
from now until November 2024 because I'm like I don't know what batshit craziness awaits yeah. us in November yeah. 2024 yeah and so I'm like I want there's so much I want to accomplish and I want to pack it into these four years specifically because if uh, Trump were to win again in 2024 yeah. I want to get the hell out of here and yeah. I want to be in a place uh in my career in a place financially where that is viable that's a good way to think of it four years because like i mean it, it does change comedy too like it, it changed comedy it'll be different yeah so. i don't want to there's like red states that i performed <clears throat> at years ago where i'm like i'm not fucking going back there love it i love when people say that there's no way I, i'm like i don't i and it's not like yeah, yes, part of it is because I'm a little scared, but also part of it is like, fuck you people. I don't want to try to make you laugh. I don't owe you that. And like, yeah. I don't even need, I, I don't need people to agree with me politically, ideologically, but like, uh, for example, a year ago, right before, right before uh, everything shut down, I was doing a show in Phoenix and there's a bit that I start, listen, this isn't fucking groundbreaking, but there's a bit that I start with, uh, I hate racists. And I literally said nothing about Republicans, nothing about Trump, nothing about politics. Right. Exactly. I literally just said racists and I got booed. And I was like, this is insane. This is insane. Yeah. This isn't a difference yeah. in politics. You literally hate people for their skin color. That's not a, this is not a disagreement. It's not a defensible position. Yeah. yeah. And so That's I'm like, crazy. I, don't, I I do, I do feel like it is my responsibility as a comedian to write jokes that are good enough that people who don't agree with me will laugh at them. Yeah. But I don't consider racism a disagreement. If yeah, that yeah. Sense. Yes, I'm of like, course. That's not a, it's not an idea. Yeah. Well, it is an ideology, but it's not a, not a defensible yeah. one. It's like I. Yeah, I, whether if you're or not we should that. have socialized medicine, that's that's a that's a discussion. Right, right. Whether or not uh, <laughs> black people deserve rights is not a discussion. Not a discussion. That's cuckoo. that's so so well put, and I think we are right now like a wash in this sort of in comedy culture. Anyway, is like it's your job. You go and make them laugh. You're supposed to, you know, like I don't care if you're black, brown, purple, white. You know, like they want to be like, well, that's what I do. Is I'm a comedian. I make crowds laugh, even if they do disagree with me mm -hmm. um but it's like uh, there's a line yeah it's also it's up to you too whenever, it's not up yeah. to them it's up to you whenever somebody says like i don't care if you're it's oh they always say like black white oh, purple. Know. it's like well there are no purple people <laughs> so you're saying that is already immediately dismissive of like the actual struggles of people of different races right that's a real thing it's there a red flag not People that look like the Simpsons, guys. It's okay? a red flag. It's a, yeah. a red flag of a phrase. And that's the yeah. I'm not racist, but uh, yeah, that's a red flag of yeah. of a thing. Um, I don't care if you're purple, but if you listen to rap music, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, man. yeah. There's something. <laughs> bad, but, you know. There's something deep under the purple comment that uh, is dismissive. <laughs> something. It's like, purple is like a rug you lift up and you're like, yikes! Oh boy. <laughs> <under> <laughs> It has been festering for 200 years. Yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. something bad under that rug. Um, you just open it up and there's a hole in the floor that's just like rotted to hell. <laughs> it's a portal. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ancient. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. I, before we go, do you have any call to action for the audience? They've heard you talking for an hour and a half and they've been a enchanted call to by action? you. Be kind to people. and they, But that's not enough. you got to volunteer. 
volunteer your time. Show up. Where do you fucking volunteer? S- speak up. Um, Little Miss Volunteer. <gasps> Ooh, I Just will kidding. tell you. My friend Shannon started. Uh, uh, she started a um, fuck uh, an organization called Black Women Lead. It's out Whoa. of Los Angeles, and they do so much for the community already in like the year that they've been since she's launched. And, uh, I mean, she organizes like protests and vigils and things like that, but they do a lot of community outreach and they'll go and set up at a YMCA in, in underprivileged community and, uh, get all these restaurants to donate meals. And they'll do like just a a full day of like seven to seven, like come and get free meals as many as you want for however many people you just say, like, I have 10 people in my family. We're giving you 10 free meals, whatever. Yeah. Um, and what is really cool about what Shannon does, uh, is she, she shows up in these communities and organizes these events, but then like, you know, she goes from community to community. So it's not all in concentrated in just one place. Yeah. And then, once she does her thing, she goes to the leaders of the community and is like, here are my contacts. These are the restaurants that gave us free meals. Like, this is this is how I did this. Oh. To try to give them the tools to continue doing these initiatives on their own. And then kind of, so it's not just like when she leaves, there's not just a vacuum. Oh, cool. You know? Um, but then she comes back and checks in. And, I, I mean, this only started a year ago. And I don't know how many, they. I mean, they've given out fucking thousands of meals um, black women lead it's called black women okay, lead. cool i'll text you and i'll link i'll be able to link that in the yeah. thing so if people will donate yeah, that sounds so inspiring that's my, sounds great that's my call to action nice. and it's all it's just you know helping underprivileged people and like giving people tools and um you know helping that them take amazing. care of themselves i i really love it nice your Instagram and Twitter are <laughs> Olympian Lisa Curry, right? Oh, my Twitter is Lisa underscore Curry. Okay. But, but my, yeah, Instagram is Olympian Lisa Curry. Because she's the first. I, that's, a, that's a great, I love that tactic because there's, there's Lisa Curry who's an Olympian. She's the first Google result. Yeah. But you're number two. You're, right, you're on the, you're on the oh, first good, page too. good. I love it. She doesn't take up all of your clout. Yeah. Um, and you didn't change your name, but yeah. you did this Instagram bit. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? She well because I can never get my, there's a million women named Lisa Curry, so I can never oh, get my yeah. own name on anything. Oh yeah. Okay. And the Olympic gold medalist Lisa Curry took our name and I was like, "Bitch, I'm taking Olympian then." First of all, <laughs> I can't believe like if I won a gold medal, that's all I would talk about. <laughs> that is that is it. That is the first and only thing I would ever talk. Like you'd be like, "God, it's really raining outside." I'd be like, "No shit, I'm an Olympic gold medalist." <laughs> Did you know I won for swimming? I could get us out of here. You know, like <laughs> speaking of water, um, I could really move through that shit faster than anybody in the world, actually. Any other woman in the world? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I took Olympian, and uh, like also joke is on me because I set up uh, recently. I set up Google alerts for myself because I was like, you know, just in case somebody says something nice about me, I want to hear about it. Um, and one hundred percent of my Google alerts so far have been about her. And uh, also, very sadly, tragically, uh, she lost her daughter recently. Oh, no. And um, all, all of the Google alerts are about how she's coping with oh, her daughter's no. death. And I'm like, this feels like the most fucked up prank that I just pulled on myself. <laughs> just daily 
news about how somebody's dealing with their grief. What pers- yeah, what such perspective. You're like, I want to know about my little stand-up <laughs> yeah. skits. Yeah. And, the and irony. Getting, the yeah. deep irony there. <laughs> the deep yeah, like and then like you're yeah, you're being reminded of like the the actual weight of life and yeah. death and mortality yeah. and like your little skits don't really matter that much. Yeah, it's like <laughs> nobody <laughs> cares about your podcast, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Or mine. Yeah. <laughs> What's your podcast called? Long story long. Long story long. Uh-huh. What's the deal? Uh, it is hourish interviews with people I think are cool, and I talk about like how they got to where they are in their career. With like a, f- I like to focus on the minutia of things, like how one thing unexpectedly leads to the other. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. It's been done, but whatever. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's, I, I, no, I, it's. Uh, I say to people all the time, I'm like, this is not a high concept. It is literally my excuse for wrangling people and talking to them for. I an love hour. it. It's the same yeah. thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna like be like, okay, uh, Lisa, I hope you prepared your top five mashed potato toppings because this is the mashed potato podcast. Yeah. I'm not or gonna do that. that are like, we need you to build a character. I'm like, you're going to need me to get paid for that. Actually. I'm going to need you to ask somebody else. <laughs> I'm going to need you to definitely never contact me again. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Um, well, thank you so anyway. much for doing it. It's yeah, nice talking you so to much. you. Yeah, of course. And that's Lisa. She got the. <laughs> I made sure to ask her about the Olympian Lisa Curry handle and uh, we got to it but she's great ideal guest right she is able to just talk which is good you know um it's nice i'm not like you know racing trying to think about what i'm gonna ask to fill the space um well thank you for listening everybody and uh i'll catch you next week Uh, please again rate and review this podcast do something if you liked it the way you can pay for it is just you know, do that. Also, listen to listen to it live for now. It's a great album. It's honestly a great album. I uh, there's some albums aren't good, and hers is really good. So, um, check it out. Alive for now. Um, catch you next week. Bye bye.